Now I'm here in the uh, nail making uh, shops at the Black Country Living Museum and uh, with me is Kevin Lowe, who's a popular character here, also happens to be a long-standing friend of mine, who's well known to visitors uh, at the Black Country Living Museum, where he's a professional demonstrator in these workshops that were once so common around the Black Country. He's thus very ably qualified to tell us about the practicalities of handmade nail making. Now, Kevin, you're going to be uh, demonstrating uh, making a nail for shortly, for which thank you. But can you first describe from your own perspective what you feel would have been a typical day in the life of a nail maker? Well, first of all, getting up very early, four or five o'clock in the morning. First job is to light your fire. In your nail shop, you've got to get your fire nice and hot. That would take about half an hour at least to get your fire up to the right temperature. And then the rest of the day is basically spent, literally, in and out of here, making nails all day, one after another. Make as many as you can, probably in a 16-hour day, something like that. Now, you mentioned the making of the fire is the first thing. That's obviously crucial in the process. But what fuel do you use? Well, I use gleeds. Now, gleeds are what are left over from house fires. You'd call them ashes, I suppose, and black country people knew them as gleeds. As long as you riddle them, get rid of all the dust that's there, they're quite good. Well, coke was about in the early 1800s, but you had to buy that. So if you had fires in the houses, you could use what was left over. That was free because you'd already bought your coal. I find that gleeds actually stop in better than coke because you stop pumping the bellows and coke will go out within 20 minutes. Gleeds will just keep on burning nice and slowly all day. Mm -hmm. How prevalent was nail making in the area, Kitty? It goes back to the 1300s when there were farmers making nails in the black country. I mean, Hampton Court's got a lot of nails in it that were actually made from the black country. But in the 1700s, they reckon there were around about 9,000 people making nails just in Dudley. Does that include women and children? Or was it no, that was just men? men. Just men? Just men. Were the women and children involved as a family unit? Yes, they did become more involved up until 1870 when the Act came out for education mm. that the kids had to go to school. Before then, there was children helping. And because the women and the children were both helping as well, it brought the price down. They didn't pay them so much money, you see, mm -hmm. as they did the men. So eventually they were trying to employ more and more women so they didn't have to pay the men so much. Who's actually making nails in this area now other than the likes of you doing demonstrations? Nobody, as far as I know. Are you the last of the line? Uh, as far as I know, we are the only place that's actually making nails around here. There are a few specialised blacksmithing companies in other areas that make door furniture, you know, mm -hmm. all, the, yes. all that sort of stuff, and they make nails as well, handmade nails. Now, you're a professional demonstrator here doing this yeah. as a living. Yeah. And at the same time, you're showing people how it was done, so there's obviously other aspects to your day. Mm. How many nails would you make in a day, typically, and how would that compare with the professionals of, say, 200 years ago? Well, as a demonstrator, I just do a nail like to every group that turns up. I mean, I reckon that if I was to work making mine, the nails I make, I think I could make probably 15 to 20 nails an hour. And I'd need a rest after that hour because your back aches. Mm -hmm. Now, I've read that... Men making horseshoe nails, there was one old guy that was... He reckoned he could make 13,500 horseshoe nails in a week. I have no idea how they managed to do that much. Because there's no way I could do it. That's incredible, isn't it? That was it. You well, know, you mentioned horseshoe nails there. Yeah. What else were nails useful? Well, for holding everything together from boats 
to there were actually individual nails made specifically for certain jobs like you got they used to make hurdles so there were a nail called a hurdle nail mm -hmm. there were bellow nails hobnails for your boots there was all sorts of different nails with horseshoe nails i made a, a nail called a brazil now that was a, a mule nail it was exported to brazil unfinished they bent them they didn't have to pay import duty they got round it by doing that. Extraordinary. So there were, and horseshoe nail making carried on a lot longer than the ordinary nails. Now you're a handmade nail maker, a skilled yeah. uh, profession. Yeah. Other than the obvious of using a machine, how does the nail differ that you make from a machine-made nail, and is there any difference well, in usage? Well, they're irregular. I mean, you get your machine-made nails now; they're all regular shape. Mm -hmm. Every nail looks exactly the same. Handmade nails. One will look very similar, but not necessarily going to be identical to the last one. But as long as it did the job, it wouldn't matter. Exactly. I mean, okay. if they were offset a bit, if the head was off to one side, it wouldn't matter, because once it was knocked in, you'd only see the head, you wouldn't see the shank, so you wouldn't know that it was slightly off. So, the acid test, how do you actually make a nail? I'll show you if you like. I'd be delighted if you would. Now, it's going to take me a bit of time to get the fire up to temperature because uh, I haven't been blowing it for quite a bit, but this is a job that the children could have been doing, probably would have been doing, blowing now, fires. Kevin has got his hand on a handle about four feet long connected to an enormous pair of bellows like you'd uh, probably have uh, a decorative set hanging off your mentalpiece. These are quite an extraordinary contraption. They're blowing air into a brick half with Kevin's gleads there that are now uh, glowing fiercely as the temperature comes up. Yeah. Now I'm making mine off a, off a rod that's probably a bit thicker than the rods they would have been using. That's a piece of raw, just ordinary iron, about 8 inches well, long. It's, it's mild steel now. Mild steel. Yeah. Originally wrought iron, but uh, since 1976... They haven't been making raw tie. And there is a, maybe one company up north somewhere that's doing a little bit, but... And I can just see in the fire there, Kevin, that's beginning to glow... Uh, well, it's beyond red-hot now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it gets... It will actually get to a white-hot temperature. Yes, there it is. The end of the rod's now starting to glow. The gleads are glowing quite fiercely now. You yeah. can hear the, uh, the air coming through. That's what I said. The difference between using coke and gleads, you yes. use gleads, they stop in longer... Now, if that had been coke, that fire, I'd never have got it going again. Mm -hmm. I'd have had to probably start again because I haven't been pumping it for about half an hour. So that would have gone out. You can see now that... The, see the sparks coming out the fire? Yes. That's because of how hot it's actually got, the metal. I am going to stand well back from this. It's right. like a fireworks sparkler. Yeah, you know, I should imagine, because that was sparkling, it was over 1,700 degrees. What I do first is I put a point on the end of this rod that I'm using. Right, and then, I'm only making a small nail, but what I do then is put a cut into the metal all the way around without cutting the actual end off. And that's what I will be making the nail from. So that's just like that. a diamond pointed tip now with a yeah, neck around it's, it. It's just a, a little piece to actually make the nail from. Back into the fire. Yeah, get that nice and hot again. again. Now I should be able to make the nail from one more heat. And that's what they would have done. The quicker you could make the nail, obviously, like I was saying, 13 and a half thousand nails a week. 
obviously they couldn't have been pumping their own bellows and as soon as you put one back in the fire you can take another one out and keep working you'd have been working on two three rods probably not just one rod like me i'm going to use the end of the anvil or the beak and then it's literally whacking the nail until it becomes the right shape so that pointed bit on the end that you were uh made a few seconds ago is now being hammered and extended it's already about two inches or yep. five six centimeters long now so what you do then I've got it the right length you finish off the point right. then I need a tool it's a finishing tool it's just a piece of metal with a hole in it basically you break off your nail into this finishing tool hopefully without breaking it off in the wrong place pop it into that hole yes. and you see the little bit sticking up yes that's going to become the head so then you through the hole in the anvil hammer it down a bit now there's a nail and there we have it let me just yeah. hold that it's a rose head nail dipped in rose head cooled down already seconds after it's made a rose head nail about three Inches long, maybe two and a half. Two and a half, yeah, two two and a half inches. Uh, with a flattened head on top, a perfect nail. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. And there's another one, and they're not identical. Mm -hmm. Very similar. Yes, but not very identical. Similar. I'm holding the two together now. They're very similar, of course, but look at them closely. They're uh, nothing like each other. No, no. <laughs> so they were making nails for cobblers, for cobbling shoes together. Mm -hmm. Now they preferred handmade nails for a long time because their irregularity, because they've got actual hammer marks in them, they stayed in the shoes better. Kevin, that's been absolutely fascinating. The last thing we want to do is stand in the way of a real tradesman. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. All right. Kevin Lowe, nail maker. And you can see Kevin at any time here at the Black Country Living Museum when demonstrations are being held. Contact the museum for details. Kevin Lowe, thank you. Thank you. It's been nice talking to you.